Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp, and there is Scott Robbins. Um, you know, inflation wouldn't be so bad if these gas stations would just lower their prices. I, I can't believe we're doing this again. <laughs> Dude, I can't believe it. I, I, I don't know if somebody just failed to tell Joe Biden that gas stations don't necessarily account for the wild swings and the cost of gas. I mean, you might have a station here, a station there that charges more depending on location. I mean, certainly if you're going to be filling up near an airport, it's going to be higher because people are returning rental cars and, you know, they decide they're going to have to, you know, they want to fleece people who have to fill up close to the airport, things like that. But your average corner store is not just upcharging the heck out of you when you go and fill up at the gas pump. That's not how any of this works, but... Uh, maybe maybe someone told Joe and they forgot or or he forgot or I, I again I don't know I don't know we'll, we'll figure out was this pre-scripted was this off the top of his head but here we go again well the gas companies are still making record profits billions of dollars of profit but guess what what price will come down guess how long you should, don't you think the price of the pump should come down the price of gallon of gasoline yeah but it takes a long time for that to happen in relative terms. And they're making a lot of profit, and the public is paying as part of the inflation. <laughs> okay, that's just the first part. Unbelievable. You want some more? Uh, of course I do. And uh, but look, my message is simple. The companies running gas stations are setting those prices at the pump. Bring down the prices you're charging at the pump to reflect the cost you pay for the product. Do it now. Do it no. now. Not a month from now. Do it now. We're Reason. not going to. I mean, it, it, again, it's a futures market. You know, the, the, the cost of yeah. gasoline at the pump is based off of the price of oil from a few weeks ago. That's why they don't immediately come down if the, if the price per barrel of oil comes down. Okay. I appreciate, David, you and Scott both trying to make sense of this. I think it's as simple as this. We're going to keep lying yeah. to the American people and hope enough are dumb enough to buy it to vote for our candidates in the midterms. We're just going to keep lying to people. It's not like the media is going to call us out on it. I mean, maybe, what, once every three months? Mm -hmm. We just get away with this stuff nonstop. So we'll just keep lying to people because it happens every day. I think that's as simple as it it's is. It's just so disprovable. Right. I mean, you sit here and listen to this, and he started the, this. By the way, this was already tested and failed. Yes. So you, you retired it, and now it's being tested again, and it'll fail again. But not Nobody with everybody. You. But not with everybody. I that's guess the not. problem. There is a woman running in a local congressional seat, and her ad campaign is corporate greed. I'm going to stop corporate <laughs> and shows the gas pump uh -huh. and the numbers. Okay, how are you going to do that specifically? Well, I mean, you spend more time on social media than anybody on the show, right? Yeah, right. Okay. Is it hard to believe 
from your history on social media that there are enough people out there that would actually believe that? Uh, what you just said? Th- no, hey, there's not. Gas not, stations are charging too much. Not a lot. Okay. There are a few, but not a lot, who guys who you know claim that we're just sucking up the big oil and we're just a mouthpiece for, for those guys. Yeah. And okay. They're, yeah. You know, they're hurting Americans well, and you don't care about them and blah, blah, blah. What are you guys going to do with your ExxonMobil checks? Well, I haven't decided I'm, yet. Probably another vacation. Yeah. I'm buying an electric car with mine. <laughs> the fun size Snickers aren't fun at all. <laughs> They're overpriced. Dude, you know what corporations are going to do? They're going to make profits. That's what they do. Not in that world, they don't. I mean, consumers, I mean, you're going to get hosed most of the time. I mean, you already know that. The reason for inflation is what? We were energy independent. We're not anymore. That's a good part of it. The prices were going up long before Putin invaded Ukraine. I mean, we all know this. But there are enough people on social media, and maybe you're not on Twitter. You're probably on Facebook more more than anything. More on Facebook than Twitter, yeah. There's enough dopes. They'd be like, yeah, companies. Yeah. Green. They need to stop. Do it now. <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do, Joe? What do you mean, do it now? So what? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Here was the other part, man. Did you notice? It wasn't easy to understand Joe during part of that. There was another part when he's talking, and I know the audio itself is not the best, but you have no idea what he's saying. Oh, these are always fun. And I'll, I'll give you just a sample here. At some point in time, CBS, who was taking this live, just pulled the plug. It was almost like, oh, gosh, we, we better just get this off of here now. Yeah. We don't want people to see this guy in this sort of state. Hey, these days, no one's sneaking surprise charges in the bills. Like, finally, you have to pay a $50 processing fee for a hotel room that you're trying to book. A processing fee. You got that? No. I don't have that. Talking hey. about processing fees when you book a hotel. Yeah, book a hotel and a flight and things like that. Yeah. And you stop with that. I have no freaking idea what he just said. People need to save money. The, the businesses are hosing them. And Joe's going to look out for the common man because he's Lunch Pail Joe. You find out later. No, no, no more writing the price that you're paying. And now that you know what the fees are. And all, it's all taking money out of the pockets of average Americans. You got that? Yeah. Okay. Thanks to efforts so far, three quarters of the country's 20 largest banks are getting rid of, getting rid of fees for bounced checks. You have to have fees for bounced checks. Stop doing that. It's not fair. What do you mean? You... How about stop bouncing checks? Yeah, don't bounce a check or be prepared to do the fee. I mean, years ago, when I was completely <laughs> broke, I would strategically bounce checks at the grocery store. Yeah, it was like, well, you, you knew you might get one for 10 bucks, and after that, it's like 20 bucks right. a check. But I'm going to go ahead and use the one right, right. now. I'm going to use it now. This is, this is so I can buy you know, some, uh, some ramen noodles and whatnot. <laughs> That's right. And, and Mad Dog or whatever I was drinking at the time. <laughs> you have to numb yourself because look, look how you're living. <laughs> Sorry, I, be, so, I think that was my steel reserve phase. Got oh, it. Yeah. Good stuff. For some of us, it was Milwaukee's best, known as the Beast. But I digress. Back to Joe. Lower overdraft fees by fifty, or excuse me, by three billion dollars a year. Three billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, we heard that part. Primarily the middle class, low middle class families are paying. Right now, CBS, like, what do we do? What do we do? Uh, uh, My administration also. Uh. Uh. 
Uh, You've been watching President Biden. Oh, my God. <laughs> they hustled the, they hustled the dance band off the side. Yeah, they did. Come on, let's go. Holy cow. Yeah, that was something, man. Wow. I can't believe I just heard that. They, they did. They just bailed them out. Very much so, yes. Holy smokes. Uh, other stories out there. Man, a lot going on with the fight on abortion in general. Okay, and you can see in the polling that Democrats have made some gains as far as the topic of abortion. Again, I think that's because Republicans are letting Democrats brand them a certain yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Republicans could do a much better job framing the entire argument. They're not great at it, to be honest. Um, and you heard about SWAT team going to this dude's house in Pennsylvania. And we'll get into more of that later. But if you don't know what I'm talking about, it was insane that you had like 30 FBI agents, guns, to take in this dude that's the father of, what, seven? Yeah. Catholic guy that does pro-life stuff. And one time had told this guy who was a, what, abortion escort mm-hmm. that gets uh, women that want uh, an abortion, like an escort to the door, was harassing his 12-year-old kid. So he got his face. And local judge threw that case out, like, within the last year. But all of a sudden, the feds rained down on this guy. Wow. It was insane. And then I saw this story today. 84-year-old pro-life female activist canvassing for a ballot proposal, and this is Michigan, um, was shot in the back by an unidentified dude. She's just passing out pamphlets. Yeah. It's from the Right to Life Michigan, a pro-life nonprofit. Is it time to start talking about Democrats' rhetoric around this issue? It's one Absolutely. Thing, it's one thing to completely, to, you know... Uh, vehemently defend your position on any given topic. You have the right to do that. But, man, it's been months and months and months, actually now years, uh, of them saying that uh, these extremist Republicans who want to uh, put regulations on abortions want people to die. They're extremists. They want America to crumble. All of this. And, I mean, it's not an accident that you have people attacking pro-life campaigners, and firebombing pregnancy resource centers. Uh, and taking credit for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the, do you see F, the FBI breaking down their doors? Uh, no. Uh, of course not. It's a one-way justice system. It's a load of crap, man. It angers people. So I couldn't believe to see that. And then another update on a story. Somebody might be getting indicted. Yeah, Alec Baldwin, who, who remember, almost a year ago killed a woman on the set of the movie Rust. It was the cinematographer. They were doing some rehearsal. He has a six-shooter that was supposed to be a quote-unquote prop gun. It was a real gun, but they said it wasn't loaded with real ammunition, allegedly. Well, he pulls it out, and he pulled the trigger and shot and killed this woman and also shot the uh, the director of the movie. Uh, now, <laughs> the Santa Fe district attorney who has jurisdiction over this case asked the state for more funding in order to make prosecutions related to this shooting. She says she is uh, basically on the way to indicting four people, to prosecuting four people associated with this death. Um, And she said one of them may be Alec Baldwin, and she said murder charges are on the table. 
And again, we we don't know. I I assume if there are four people getting indicted, Alec Baldwin's going to be one of them. Because at the end of the day, he's the guy holding the gun. He's the guy who who pulled the trigger. I know he denies that he pulled the trigger, but come on. Dude, this is the one thing, and I know other people have said this. Okay, when you're doing this, you're supposed to pull the trigger because you think it's blanks. You think it's a prop gun. Yeah. So why would you ever say, well, I didn't pull the trigger? Right. Well, well, and then, yeah, the stories have been evolving ever since. And, man, it really does seem like uh, there was another plot to intentionally fire that gun. I don't know if anybody intended to hurt anybody, but it does seem like some people were in on it. That's And the only reason I feel that way is because the district attorney has been very adamant in trying to get Alec Baldwin's cell phone. Why would that be? Unless yeah. there was some sort of coordination to have something go wrong on the set. Yeah, something doesn't make sense. And again, I, sorry, I'll bring it up again. There was all the word that that gun was being used for target practice yeah. earlier. There's just so many things with that that don't add up. And I think there's a bet on this show whether or not he's going to get indicted. I'm afraid I'm on the losing end of this one, but go ahead. Well, yeah, he's not indicted yet. No. Okay. So we don't know that. All right. You know? And he just had another kid, right? Yeah, he did. Again, man, Alec Baldwin, not known for shooting blanks. I was just going to say that. That's so weird. And I I stopped myself because I'm like, no. (laughs) And David did it. That's great. I I thought for sure we're going to get the CSI Miami. (laughs) Yeah! I did too right there. Set it up. Okay. Locked and loaded. Fauci finally admits he and his team botched aspects of our response to COVID. Really? The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Uh, gosh dang, I'm going to try not to get too frustrated and angry this Fauci story. Okay, th- he admits he knew this was going to be bad for kids. Yeah. Locking down all of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he spoke at the Texas Tribune Festival last week uh, and said, you know, hey, uh, th- there may be... You know, sometimes you gotta you gotta go in all in on draconian measures to try to regroup during a pandemic, and you know what? There is going to be collateral damage. So just you know, take your licks and 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 thank me for this. Right. You're really attacking not only Dr. Anthony Fauci. You're attacking science. You oh are science. Gosh, that's what's so frustrating. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. Holy smokes, man. The statement he made, we didn't know masks worked outside of the hospital setting. What? How does that make sense to anybody? It, it, it really doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. And that's also not exactly what he has said in the past. He said, you know, well, there's evolving science behind yes. it. Uh, oh, and also we lied to people about the use of masks because we were r- running low on them for hospital workers. So we didn't want to cause a run on face masks. Correct. But now it's, um, you know, there was supposedly a shortage of good masks for the people who were taking care of individuals. You know, also, as far as the rapid test, they did not get the commercial involvement in the test quickly. They mm-hmm. stuck to their own tests, but he never said who they are yeah, who's and no that? one asked. It's so weird, man. And you, when you talk about, yeah, we knew this would be bad for kids. There would be collateral damage. And the research was out there. When you have kids in school masked, it's not good. It's a harder time learning. It's 
a harder time with emotional development. We would read all of these studies. It was all poo-pooed because they were all in concert together. The Fauci's, the teachers union, the CDC, all of it together. And what we did to kids was disgusting. And, well, dude, this was from earlier this, what, February this year? Saying, well, yeah, you should keep the kids masked in school. You you should absolutely. Before we start talking about pulling back on them, let's get that dynamic of the virus in the community low enough so that we can feel safe in pulling back on the requirement for children to wear masks. How dare you, man? You did to people. My gosh. I mean, even this summer. Well, yeah, if we get some outbreak with masks. Level of dynamic of viral circulation. The CDC would recommend strongly that you wear a mask in a congregate indoor setting. And that would include schools, places of work. No. As you guys said a long time ago, people would decide when that was over. Oh, yeah, they did decide. And for the most part. They did. And, man, if you ever did double masks, don't you feel like an idiot now? <laughs> I yeah, never but did. I would not hesitate to tell right. someone if they want to wear two masks, go ahead. And, in fact, Wolf, you may have seen me with two masks on. Remember he was doing that for yeah. a while? And then we went to the triple mask. Yeah. All, all I know is that when we uh, had gone to hospital settings, especially an emergency room, we had to, unfortunately, go there once uh, at the height of the pandemic. Yeah, uh, all the doctors working in there had a mask on and one of those face shields on. And yes. then when they had a COVID positive patient, they were in like a, a sort of understated version of a uh, hazmat suit. Yes, I don't think the little thing you made out of some old T-shirts is really going to do it. No, man. Did you see uh, Gavin Newsom? You know he traveled to Texas. He's not supposed to do that. That's one of California's banned travel states. I wonder if anybody's going to ask him about that. What was he doing in Texas? Oh, he's at the Texas Tribune Festival campaigning for president. Yeah, okay. he's already basically running for president. You know that. He's going to run. Okay. Um, man, what is the deal with the new Italian prime minister? And why is our media freaking out over that? Much more coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. That's David Van Camp, the millennial, and the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, we're going to be able to pass bills that stop the hurricane from hitting Tampa and the rest of Florida? Who said this? What yeah. does this mean? Well, so you got Hurricane Ian is uh, heading towards Florida after nailing Cuba, and Democratic Senator Amy Klobuchar says that's why you need to vote for Democrats. <laughs> you know what? I knew this was coming. You, I knew it. I mean, the minute I saw it, I thought, this is coming. This is what's going to happen. This is going to become a campaign. They got nothing else, you know. So, yeah. anyway, this is fun. Yeah, okay. th- this was on MSNBC. All right. We've got to win this midterm. We just did something about climate change for the first time in decades. That's why we've got to win this as that hurricane bears down on Florida. Oh, we got to win in the midterms. We understand that. Okay. <laughs> It's God's way of encouraging you to get out the vote for the Democrats. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> endorsed by God. Yeah, I, I don't get that. Yeah, we passed the Inflation Reduction Act, which doesn't do anything to help inflation, and, and well, it's actually a climate change bill. And so, if we pass it even harder next time, uh, I guess this hurricane won't hit Florida. 
I don't yeah. know. It, it, it's so discombobulating to me because for so many decades, you know, the climate change cult, and I'm not talking about people who think there's some scientific basis to warming of the planet and whether or not uh, carbon emissions are contributing to that. I'm not talking about the people who just think there's validity in that, but the people who really think we're going to die in the right. next 12 years. Um, it, it, for decades, those people have been saying, weather isn't climate. Until now, suddenly, it's like it floods in Dallas-Fort Worth. Well, that's climate change. Oh, right. I've got a hurricane hitting Florida. <laughs> climate change. Really? Right. Yeah, right. It's a Category 3 hurricane. It's, I mean, it can cause a whole lot of damage. There's no question about that. But it's not unusual for Florida to be in the crosshairs of a, of a, of a hurricane. And, I mean, Tampa in particular, a direct hit, that hadn't happened in, what, like 100 years? Right. But even then... That that undercuts the argument that this is climate change because it happened a freaking century ago. You know, we were talking about this a little bit yesterday and trying to make sense of the different talking points because, you know, like hurricanes are better now because of Biden. It, this is all sort of knuckleheaded talking points that get confused. Yes. It, it's, it's just a strange thing. Um, in the meantime... Something else that legacy media is putting out there to be very afraid of. It's not just climate change. It's fascism. And it's growing across Europe. Yeah. And poor Italy. What's happened? So, uh, Giorgia Maloney has been elected as the first female prime minister of Italy. And the talking points have gone out to the media because she's on the right. She's also against globalization and for individual freedoms. Yeah, I like it when media says, uh, yes, it's a glass ceiling, but it's been clouded <laughs> right. by her controversial stances right. on different issues. What are you talking about? Right. L listen to how they talk about her, man. Here's a little montage I put together this morning. Oh, thank you. The woman expected to become prime minister leads a party with roots in neo-fascism. Roots in Italy's post-war fascist movement. Roots in Italy's 20th century neo-fascist movement. Neo-fascist. Neo-fascists. The most far-right government in that country since Mussolini. Since Mussolini. Oh, since Mussolini. A red flag if there ever was one. Yeah. Since Mussolini? So I, so I did some digging on this. And you want to know where they're getting that from? Yeah, I would love to know because I, I, nobody said that where they got it. The word root is doing a ton of heavy lifting in that assessment and her connection to neo-fascism. Okay. So she was part of a group called the Youth Front. She joined in 1992. That's a youth wing of something called the Italian Social Movement, which this is where they're getting that from. It was formed by some former supporters of Mussolini in 1946. But less than a decade after its formation, it was not neo-fascist. In fact, there was a big argument and a split of the minority who still believed in the tenets of fascism. They left. They were not, not totally like kicked out, but they didn't have any sway in this. And then by the time the prime minister or the, the soon-to-be prime minister was involved, the actual fascists had been gone for decades. So I, mean, I don't know if Democrats really want to be talking about what political party roots are. I mean, considering they, you know, they, they did go to war. Keep the slaves! To defend slavery. I mean, <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> all I can think of is Joe Biden and the race baiting that guy's done for years. I won't put, put y'all back in chains. Right. Remember that classic? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's your party, Joe.
we're going to play Roots right now. Right. That's what it is. It's crazy, man. I mean, they're talking about, I've seen different reports. She talks about God and family mm-hmm. and country. Oh, no. We'll have none of that, sir. <laughs> oh, dude, I, I have one. I got to pull this up. Um, okay, you know Michael Beschloss? He's a... a historian is dude what we've had like clips of that guy yeah. i can't even remember his name in the last three weeks we've had three insane clips yeah. from that knucklehead so he's a he's a historian and he works for nbc or he's a contributor for nbc uh he also is an advisor to the president because joe biden likes to bring in a bunch of weirdo historians to sort of craft his presidency and right. this is why we're getting the absolutely insane results we're getting out of the white house in part Uh, He wrote, the new Italian prime minister says we will never be slaves at the mercy of financial speculators. Yeah, we we read that, uh, or I read a transcript of it in English uh, yesterday. And I thought it was one of the greatest speeches, political speeches I've heard in quite some time. Yeah, Because it was saying we are focused on the individual and we will defend the individual's freedom and right to have its own identity. Yes. And, you know, financial speculator, she's talking about ESG, she's talking about the World Economic Forum, she's talking about financial investors of the elite in the world who are crushing the idea of sovereignty in the world. Yes. However, Michael Beschloss says, this sounds just like 1930s in Italy and Germany. No thanks for the memories. You know who else went after financial speculators? Hitler. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> oh, mean, my gosh. It's insane. It really is insane. Well, and you think about, okay, if you subscribe to the Marxist philosophy and communism, what do you want to knock out? God? Family? Yeah. (laughs) And and love of country, really. Yeah. All of it together. Yes. Yeah. So I'm sure that that terrifies people because of what they're really about. And that is about taking away people's rights so the government rules everything. That's what the whole movement's about. And I think there are enough people in the world that just cannot see that happening. They have no idea that it's one freedom after another is going to be stripped from them if they have their way. But, I mean, to see, and I understand, man, what is it, six companies run 90% of the media in the United States so they can control a message like crazy? Mm -hmm. But to see... You know, every outlet together with the same talking points. Oh, this harkens back to fascism. You, I thought being a journalist was this sort of tough way to make a living because you're always speaking truth to power, not just getting your talking points from your boss and carrying it on. What a bunch of freaking kitty cats man oh yeah i mean here's the thing there's a lot of people in that business at the national level who have never been told no who have never been told they're not special uh and you know a lot of them are trust fund kids who went to you know mommy and daddy paid for them to go to some highfalutin school and their main area of focus is making sure they look good on tv yeah and they're brainwashed it's years of brainwashing too but they always think they're smarter than you and quit okay. comparing them to kitty cats. That's insulting to <laughs> Right, to cats. I mean, cats, cats have an individual personality. They do, least. very much so. I just meant of the wussy mm-hmm. variety. Yes. Right, I knew what, what you meant, meant. yeah. Mm-hmm. I just... Like both of your cats. Anyway. Hey, now. Okay, the boy cat, well, he's kind of a wuss, too. They're likable enough. I'm not saying anything bad about your cats, but they're not exactly brave. 
Well, what do you want him to do? Be brave. Not be such kitty cats. Save people from burning buildings? I mean, <laughs> they're cats. Well, I understand. Cats but one's always, you know, hide in the closet, and then one might happen to hear, you know, a few drops of rain, and then it's like, oh, freaking out. Well, yeah. You know, all that. <laughs> we, I understand what a cat sounds like. Thank you. I'm just kidding you, man. I come in here and attack you. <laughs> of course. Okay, there's been a lot of crime in the United States. We know that. It seems to be something every other day that you see and you're like why like people like punching other people in the middle of the street and then beating them like senseless yeah a lady in new york and this guy was like kicking her in the head for no reason yeah and you have another story about crime david yeah. this is insane I, this is this one made me you know stop in my tracks completely it's a case out of michigan where uh mark david latunsky 53 years old uh has now admitted in court he's pleaded guilty uh, that he killed a 25-year-old hairdresser named Kevin Bacon after luring the hairdresser uh, to his home a couple of years ago. Actually, it was in 2019. Lured him there. Off of, they met on the Grinder hookup app for mm-hmm. gay dudes. Okay. And, uh, well, Mark David Latunsky killed him and ate his testicles. What? Oh, my gosh. Holy smokes. I didn't see that coming. Oh, what? daddy. Okay, uh, is that something that people do somewhere in the world? That's I, what is that? Is that I just something know. in the, one person's sick head? Is that something yeah, other I, people do? I think so. Yeah, I mean, this guy Mark David Latunsky ate Kevin Bacon's testicles. Oh my god! Well, I reckon it tastes pretty good to me. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> no, it's, it's horrific, man. Oh my goodness! Okay, <laughs> there's not enough time in jail for that. Is that just instant electric bleachers, Scott? Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, if I'm king of the world, this is not right. going to take long. Oh, my gosh. Did you do this? No, he's, yep. He, he's facing a life sentence because they don't, they don't do uh, capital punishment. Okay, if you were ever going to say, you know what, we'll make an exception here. Yeah. This would probably be the one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's move on. Gee whiz, man. I mentioned this earlier. This is a new survey out. The average American says they make four wrong major decisions in their life. Mm -hmm. How many? Four. That's it? Yeah. Average American. Oh, geez. Okay. Not average in this business. Well, I'm an overachiever then, aren't I? (laughs) If you you take the the degenerates and radio out of the equation, then it drops down to two. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay, one of the things they don't they don't exactly mention what they consider to be a major decision. But 54% did say they turned to friends and family for advice when making major decisions. It depends on who your friends and family are yeah, to be honest true. if that's good or not. Right. 40% do their own research usually online. 28% seek out industry professionals. Well, that could be a job, something like that. And then another 26% will read informational books. Another 25% look for informational videos and TV shows. Uh, okay. It, it, is that your guide there? Boy, I got a major decision. Uh, let me check out some videos on YouTube. <laughs> oh, it happens, yeah. Oh, sure. I mean, there are different yeah. people that... It just depends. We're not talking about what guitar am I going to buy. Yeah. Should I marry this person or not? <laughs> but there's a quiz you can take, I'm sure, uh, that will show compatibility. Uh, in. I want to know what Dr. Oz has to say before buying a house. Okay? 
I want to know what Fetterman said. <laughs> Just period. period. Yeah. Right. Right. That makes sense. Okay. Um, okay. Speaking of crazy stories, David's got a few today. One being an activist claims it's hateful to ask trans men to give up hormone therapy when they're pregnant. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. David, just take over, would you, to right. help us understand this? Well, th- this is just another, you know, brick in the wall of insanity that we're up against. Uh, this is from Yahoo News. A professor named Carla Pfeffer wrote a piece claiming it was insensitive to ask women who think they're men to give up hormone therapy when they're pregnant because it might make them feel bad. And who said that again? So th- this is uh, Carla Pfeffer, a uh, professor and oh, activist. Yeah. Professor oh, yeah. Pfeffer? Yes, Professor Pfeffer. <laughs> That's hard to say. <laughs> it is. Uh, now, the standard advice that doctors give to women who think they're men who want to get pregnant is stop taking testosterone because we don't know what effects, and it could be very, very negative for the unborn child. We don't know what effects that will be, and let's just not risk it, okay? Makes sense. Yeah, uh, totally makes we sense. We do have some evidence that it would actually be really detrimental. So just don't do it. You know, they doctors do that all the time. My wife wasn't supposed to eat sushi when she was pregnant. Makes you know, sense. I mean, okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but this professor argues there's very little evidence to support that. Here's how. Here's what she writes. Uh, why do doctors tell trans and non-binary patients to stop testosterone therapy during pregnancy? Uh, while the healthcare providers we interviewed expressed concerns about patients continuing testosterone while pregnant or chest feeding uh, oh my goodness stop it <laughs> just stop with all this insanity man the uh uh some providers uh compared continuing testosterone therapy during pregnancy to illicit drug use during pregnancy perceiving it as a future risk to the child well yeah of course i mean there are warnings about men who take you know different uh testosterone uh supplements and like whatever the creams are like you you're you really aren't supposed to right after application even even hug your child because there could be skin-to-skin contact and that could affect them Mm -hmm. um but uh in contrast as the writer puts it the trans men and non-binary people we interviewed during uh described grappling with difficult and weighty decisions about pausing testosterone during pregnancy these decisions often involve choosing between their own mental health and well-being against the potential health and well-being of their child i'm sorry man i'm sorry you know what Listen, one of the most loving things you could probably say is uh, your mental health is already suspect, okay? It's about the kid now. Yeah. All right? And you're not a dude. You're a woman. So stop with the testosterone, okay? You're not going to be a man on testosterone and still have a baby. Make up your mind one way or another. And think about your own life. Some of the best lessons you've ever learned was probably someone giving you some sort of brutal truth to hurt your feelings. Tough freaking crap, man. Get over yourself, you narcissist. Jeez. Am I the only one sick of this oh, nonsense? No. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I let you people have the floor, though, on that one. Yeah. People have to sacrifice for children? What's next? What? <laughs> it's insane. I will not. It's about me. Are you ready? 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. Can we just become best friends? Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Can smell it in the air. The desperation from the Democratic Party heading into the midterms. Can we explain inflation one more time, please? Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> well, do you want me to explain it, or do no, you want nope. Joe Biden to explain it? Because Joe Biden, like, he took another crack at this one. I want the President of the United States of America to explain to me what's happening. You ask, you receive. Okay. What's inflation? Inflation is at the end of the month. Do you have less money in your, from your paycheck or more money from your paycheck? I mean, the way that people, that's how it's calculated by the vast majority of American people. You clear now? No. I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's necessarily on your paycheck. It's on your bank account. And how far that paycheck goes to cover the cost you need to uh, take on to live. I don't want to speak for Scott. You can speak for yourself. I think the biggest issue you're having right now is you couldn't understand a word he was saying. No, and, and the end of it was a clack, 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 close something. Um, Come on, man. Clack, I don't know. Clackiness or something. I don't know. Uh, no one. Not, <laughs> not The history books will note it. Yeah. So not the nah. Okay. So that's Just what think was. of that <laughs> when you look at your checkbook at the end of the month. It will not the nah for you. Uh, but I used to have some to something. <laughs> well, I did. Now I have not to not. You really? What a stupid son of a bitch. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I know. Insult me all you want. You, you were out for this one, Jamie, but we had uh, another example of the president completely, uh, well, very, very eloquently explaining the economy and infrastructure. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you caught this. I don't know what your problem is. Then actually voted for it. I love going by, and there are you know, Republicans out there taking credit for the new bridges and those bones that are collapsing. Go ahead, take a shot. I already know. You want to hear it fair. again? The new bridges. I thought he said, and it wasn't balloons. I thought he said balloons. Balloons collapsing. Was that out right? They're taking credit for the new bridges and those bones that are collapsing. Wounds that are crapsing? What what do you say? A lot more Republicans say? out there taking credit for the new bridges and those bones that are collapsing. I think I think he said buildings that are collapsing. David's, oh. David kind of sussed this one out a little it, bit. It yeah. took me about forty five minutes of, of of really digging into it. We even had our crack team of audio engineers working on slowing down the audio to isolate every single syllable to find it out. But I, right. I think he's saying buildings that were collapsing. Collapsing. I... Well, it's like when you come across ancient script. Right. You need an expert <laughs> yeah. for the translation. I mean, this should be no different. No yeah. Who said that? Who said that? Well, we're you just did. trying to figure it out. Wow. Okay. I think I, if he just answered every question with not to not, it would be fine. <laughs> And let me tell you, Republicans aren't taking credit for any part of this economy right now. You're not going to get them to do that, I don't think. Oh, gosh. But that's a, a heck of a good try. Um, meanwhile, the migrant situation, the illegal aliens flooding through the country and yeah. then being bussed and flown. 
yeah. to northern parts of the United States. People are freaking out. Yeah, so Democrats and their pals in the national media are very upset that Texas Governor Greg Abbott has been busing uh, migrants to D.C., New York, and Chicago, and that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and a plane of migrants to Martha's Vineyard. And just to set the table before we get to the update, here's a reminder of how they've reacted to this. Okay. It's decidedly unpatriotic and un-American. A truly inhumane thing to do. All right, can we take this piece by piece? Uh, sure. Because they just sort of roll by? Yeah. How is it unpatriotic? I, I don't know. That's, okay. that's the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot. I'll just let the whole thing play. There's no use of stopping it and asking questions. There's no answers. It's all nonsense. To do. I thought the word inhumane was a good good one to use. It is a okay, I'm breaking my own rule. How is it inhumane? Right, exactly. How in the world is that inhumane? Can someone look up inhumane real quick? Like dictionary definition of inhumane? Inhumane? Well... Uh, the only thing I can think it's, of. So the yeah. actual definition is uh, without compassion for misery or suffering. They wanted to go there. <laughs> you gave them what they wanted. <laughs> I don't understand it. Want to use it is a cruel, inhumane way of treating uh, people who are fleeing communism. Literally human trafficking. Tantamount to, to human trafficking. These are the kinds of tactics we oh. see from smugglers. I think it is oh. the height of irresponsibility, much less, <sighs> frankly, a dereliction of duty when you are oh. an elected leader to play oh. those kinds of games with human life and human beings. If you want, if you think there's a problem, be part of the solution. Yeah. yeah. So here's here's the new update from the failing New York Times. Uh, they write, ironically, this is benefiting many of the migrants. For Hilarious. example, for example, I met a Venezuelan migrant, uh, and he had used up all the money he saved to make the trek to the U.S. from Venezuela. He took one of the buses to Washington D.C., where he found a bed and a shelter. In a matter of weeks, he has managed to not only find work, he started sending money back to Venezuela to support his seven-year-old son. He says his son's life is 100% better. He also has saved up money to buy a cell phone and plans to buy a used 2012 Honda Civic. Yeah, yeah. Inhumane! It's definitely more inhumane. Sending him there where he can actually uh, be cared for because it's not a region that's been just completely overrun. That, that that apparently is much worse than him sleeping outside on the streets of El Paso. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But I suppose it's not supposed to. I don't know, man. It's crazy to me. Um, you know, other stories out there. Oh, they or Scott being a big baseball guy. So the Atlanta Braves are visiting the White House. Yeah, they were the World Series champs last year. Yes. You know what was going on with the press secretary? With Corinne Jean-Pierre? What was going on at the same time the Braves were at the White House? Yeah. What was she doing? She was answering questions from a reporter. Oh, okay. Do you want to hear the question? Of course I do. Figure every once in a while I'll just play something yeah, yeah. to make another guy on the show go crazy. Okay. Um, the president hosting the Atlanta Braves today. Wondering if you or the president has any thoughts about some the controversial about the 
he named the Braves named the so-called tomahawk shop. Any thoughts on? So we okay. It seems like no, it's hard no, work. no, no, no. This is the question you're asking, yes. Jean Claude Pierre Van Damme. What, what what is going on? What's well, problem? The tomahawk chop. Still, yes. What's wrong with the Braves? Braves. David, you could give a good answer. What's wrong with the Braves? Oh, because uh, well, even though. Uh, People keep talking about how representation matters. Apparently, if you make any reference to Native Americans, it's racist. Okay. And she's got to answer this now. This should be fun. I haven't heard this yet. Ready? Okay. I'm only going to put you through like 10 seconds. Unbelievable. We believe that it's important um, to have this conversation. Oh, it's not. Uh, you know, and, uh, and Native American and indigenous voices, uh, they should be at the center of this conversation. They are. God. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just that it, it, this conversation and dialogue and uh, people come to the table. We have to get the table ready and have everybody sit at the table, bring their grievances to it. And, you know, the president takes this very seriously. God. Sometimes I think, man, with everything going on in the world. Exactly. This is the big one today. My 401k indicates I got to work till I'm 90. <laughs> But what about the Braves' nickname and the tomahawk chop? Oh, goodness gracious. God, man. Leave um, me alone. Uh, there's a story about Keith Olbermann. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Crazy uh, leftist formerly of ESPN. Uh, this, I didn't know this. I don't know if you knew this, Scott. Uh, David, been, I don't know if you knew this he, either. He's been low-key bragging that uh, apparently he dated uh, Arizona Senator Kirsten Cinema, and now he's very disappointed. Alberman did? Yeah, Alberman. Why would she did. date that load? Like 10 years ago. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Man. So he put out this tweet saying uh, when we dated in 2010 to 2011, Kirsten was a legit progressive, far to my left. Now she has embraced the political industry where there is only process, not policy, and never people. I, I think this is actually a windmill dunk on himself because. So so she dated Keith Olbermann for like a year or however long it was, and then she became bisexual and less progressive. He flipped her. He did. Yeah. <laughs> it was so hideous yeah. that he flipped her. If this is she what, couldn't go back. If this is what being exclusively hetero is about, I want out of this thing. That's, that's what Kirsten Cinema said. Man, hey, Kirsten, it's, it's your choice in the end, but somebody please tell her, not every dude's that insufferable. <laughs> Okay, get Golly. the word out. Wow, man. Yeah, He's that... the most miserable human being on the he planet. Is. Yeah. Yes. He is sad, sad, sad. Pretty well documented there. Okay, there's a lot of stuff to get to. Oh, a rat crawling in a bin of rice at a restaurant. No, no, no. God. And L.A. is reporting zero homeless people. Venice Beach, is that true? Get to that and a news update coming up. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Uh, Fox News pointed out that the media has ignored uh, what happened to the teenage kid that was a, quote, Republican extremist. Yeah, North Dakota, McHenry, Oh, North they got Dakota. run down and killed by the knucklehead driving, who's out on bail, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah the kid's name. You run Taylor somebody down and kill him with a vehicle, and you're, you're out in uh, 12 hours. Yeah. 
It was interesting in the Fox story. It said, imagine if uh, somewhere in America, a drunken middle-aged white man drove his car into a teenager, killing him, and then told police he did so because the teen was a member of Black Lives Matter or a gay rights or abortion activist. It'd be the biggest news story in the country. But what if he said he killed a, quote, Republican extremist? We can now say that this version of the story is met with media crickets. And that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah, CBS News had a story from they had lifted from the Associated Press last week that only described it as a political dispute. <laughs> Never mentioned the extremist Republican part. Wow. And here we are. And again, we talked a little bit earlier about the pro-life Catholic that's surrounded by a SWAT team and armed FBI personnel. And yet, Jane's Revenge, the group that's, you know, taking credit for, I mean, blowing up parts of pro-life organizations, mm-hmm. taking credit. Mm-hmm. No vandalism, tearing it down. Nothing from the FBI. Well, no. What is that? Where are we? Yeah, it's it's more important than I think we knew a year ago, where things could go in such a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. You're thinking, man, where is this all going? This is not off to a good start with this administration. Yeah. But it has progressively gotten worse. But the good news is I think this thing is going to turn around. I think people are waking up. I've said that many times. But I think we're starting to see it, not just in the United States, but around the world a little bit. So you're saying now, David, that there's zero homeless people yeah. in Venice Beach? Yeah, oh, this was... In California? <laughs> well, so that, that's in a, Venice Beach? That's a triumph, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's insane. <laughs> no. So, so earlier this true? Mo- well, it can't be true. No, it's not true. Of course it's not true. But the Los Angeles Homeless Services Authority released the results of its homeless count, which was done uh, earlier this year, and they found that about 69,000 homeless people were in uh, Los Angeles County. That's up 4.1% from 2020. That said, uh, they said there was a dramatic drop from 509 homeless people to zero in the Venice Beach area, which is an area that has made national news because of the homeless crisis and the drug crisis that's been going on. Can I guess what they're doing? Can I guess, just guess what they've done? They are not counting people, okay, who live in cardboard-structured homes or in tents. That's my guess. That's actually part of it, yeah. I knew it. That empty, I well, knew it. Of course, they have dwellings. They they said, it's yeah, a nice box. Heck, look at this box. So so they said a count. It's got of, patio lanterns on it. So they said a count of RVs and tents can't assess if the owner also has a shelter bed. Yeah, exactly. I hope, and guess what? I hope more work will be done to make sure these numbers are the best reflection of what's happening in the West uh, Valley, which geez. means more money for this. Well, something else. I mean, I don't want to come down on anybody, but it would be more loving to say people without homes than the homeless. Yeah, the unhoused is what we're supposed to call them now, apparently. But and, and Is it, that right? I mean, structure. I was totally goofing, but let me no. make sure that I understand this now. It's not people without homes. It's un, unhoused. unhoused. Unhoused persons or the unhoused population. Yes. Okay. 
That's How what. How dare you say my tent's not a home, not right. a house? <laughs> it is. Right, it's a home. It's just not a house. A ho- Got yeah. it. Okay. Oh gosh, this stuff. Yeah. Who are you judging, with... Scott? I'm not. I'm just saying. I've seen it. <laughs> oh, I get this story out of the way because I mentioned it earlier. Stella's Fish Cafe, Uptown Minnesota. Somebody's passing by. It's like 2 a.m. And they're looking in the window. And there is a rat crawling all over a tray of rice. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I watched the video. (laughs) Holy smokes. The restaurant has voluntarily closed until further notice. Gosh, dang. This does happen in places. triggers me, though. What is it, just the visual in your head? Yeah, when I used to shell corn, they came running out at you. Yeah. Get to the bottom of it, your pant legs tucked into your socks so they don't run up your leg. You need a scoop shovel and just start firing away, man. Well, if you're in a barn and there's mice, rats, whatever. I don't want to be at a restaurant. Listen. I'd like the white rice, please. (laughs) Extra rat droppings if you can do it. Yes, well, of course. It's nasty and all, but I don't understand. You see that and it triggers you back to shelling corn. It's not like you were eating that corn. No, but it's the rats corn. were running at me. That's what would okay. happen in a restaurant. Well, you come... were saying the rats were attacking you? They come at you because they're freaked out because they're they're about to be shelled. Okay, there's more to my paranoia <laughs> of squirrels attacking than rats attacking. Well, you have them running across tables. <laughs> squirrels. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, biggest story of the day, David. Uh, biggest story of the day to me is that, well... <laughs> Uh, the Biden administration is back on this idea of blaming gas station owners for the high cost of gas. It's not desperation, how, man. Not it's how desperation. Yeah. Wow. I don't know how else you can describe that. They're just, it's midterms, and they're going to say whatever, I guess. Um, God. Boy, we got to get to a news update about the CDC. Guess what? No longer recommending universal masking in health facilities. Hmm. Really? Does that have anything to do with election season, I wonder? Well, pandemic is over. We heard that already. Yeah. We'll get to that and a news update and more on Alec Baldwin. All coming up right here. The Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the Millennial, and Scott Robbins. The sexy baby boomer. The world right now, well, at least the United States and the legacy media in America, freaking out over this new prime minister in Italy. Yeah, they keep saying, well, she has roots to neo-fascism. <laughs> Hitler! <laughs> right. What? Uh, Giorgia Maloney is the uh, new Italian prime minister, first woman to ever serve in that position, and you know, if she were one of these World Economic Forum darlings, this would be this glass ceiling breaking feat, right? Oh my gosh, she has risen to this position of power. Girl boss, hashtag yes queen. Cover of Time magazine. But because she is far right, oh. she is a danger. And legacy media in this in this country and in most of uh, the Western world is very worried because she has some nebulous ties to neo-fascism. Uh, spoiler alert: she actually doesn't. But anyway, that that's well, what we're hearing. Well, she hasn't denounced her whiteness either. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> wow. I can't, okay, I can't, I can't even say that without laughing. No, you can't. Oh, CBS News, dude. Did you hear the report? No, I haven't Oh, we should it. enjoy this together. It's okay. under a minute. I All think right. you'll dig it. You watch out. It's end-time end stuff. They said it could never happen again. 100 years ago, Mussolini marching on Rome, plunging the country into two decades of dictatorship, an alliance with Hitler, and a Second World War. Today, okay, hold on. I got to call time out because it's rare that Van Camp actually looks shocked. But you do. Dude. Yeah. That that is just a com- I, I I'm speechless. I have not heard this, so I'm sorry no. you're you're That's why we like to do this. Yes. Yeah, uh this is not the same as Mussolini's no. rise to power. It's not at all the same. That is just a complete lie. Okay, before we go on, dude, in my mind, this is the World Economic Forum. All of the global elites trying to take control that also control a good part of our media are freaking out. Because we talked about this yesterday. What's going on yeah. in Europe? People are waking up to what's happening and don't like it. That's why they elected her. Well, that's what happens when you get the word that thousands of people might freeze to death yes. because of this green energy crap. Exactly. So the CBSs of the world, along with the rest of our legacy media, are terrified of this woman. And so you've heard it already. Oh, we, they said it couldn't happen again, but this is happening. This is like Hitler. Oh. Today, the fascist party is gone, but many say these are their political heirs, the Brothers of Italy. Once on the fringes, they've ballooned into the biggest party in the country. Now their leader, Giorgia Maloney, is poised to head the most hard-right government since Il Duce. The 45-year-old... Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, it gets better, man. I know. This last uh, yeah. 17 seconds or so. The 45-year-old firebrand insists she's no fascist, just a proud conservative and nationalist. Comfortable, nevertheless, with some of the hallmarks of Italian fascism, like this motto. God, fatherland, and family. Oh. oh. What? God, fatherland. Fascist. Yes. Uh, bedwetters, God. No, man. it's it's worse than just bedwetting. That's actually, that's really concerning to me. That yeah, it, I've seen a few different places play that. Tucker had it on last yeah. night. Tucker's commentary right after that played was hilarious to me. God, family, country. Well, that's pretty scary. Not a word about climate or equity. <laughs> 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 That's true. Like, I, like I'm sorry though, but when you see this concerted effort of everybody having the exact same talking point, yes, like this, that's terrifying, because there are millions of Americans who literally believe the second coming of Mussolini has happened. Yes, and that you know when you have the president of our country going out and warning about these threats to democracy, these MAGA Republicans, they want to push some sort of big domestic conflict. I'm convinced of it. Yes, because it's going to help the global elite. That's what it's about. I know that sounds tinfoil hatty to some people. That's what's going on, dude. That I mean, that's well. I mean, I, I sent you this new clip that I that I found. 
It was from CNN Today. Uh, there is an old prime minister of Italy, former Italian prime minister, Matteo Renzi, who is not hard right. This is a guy who championed same-sex marriage. I mean, he is... Uh, he had uh, very open border policies. I mean, this is a guy who would have been, I mean, a World Economic Forum darling who was on CNN and reacting to the claims that fascism has returned to Italy. And this is, I'm glad that he said it. You don't hear a lot of politicians in the Democratic Party pushing back against Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. This is kind of the equivalent of that. But, I mean, obviously the smears against the new prime minister have been way worse sure. uh, in American media. But he pushed back completely, and I love this. I love that he had the, the stones to do this. All right, Roland. That is not a danger for Italian democracy. Uh, she is uh, my rival. I, I'm rival. We will continue to... Uh, fight each other, but the ideas are now there is a risk uh, of fascism in Italy is absolutely a fake news. <laughs> absolutely a fake news. That's so awesome. Every time I hear that guy talk, I think about a cartoon mouse. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, this guy. A fake news. <laughs> yes. He doesn't have any reason to go on CNN. And no. say that unless he really believes it. I mean, uh, what 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 is the benefit of him going on American media and not going along with the talking points that American media have been fed and are spreading? Well, you want to hope that there are some people in the world, even if they don't have the same worldview that you have, that they're somewhere honest enough to say, listen, OK, this isn't fascism. All right. Just stop with that. We disagree. We're going to continue to fight. Because that's the way it used to be, or at least the way we perceived it to yeah. be, for decades. And it's only went dog nuts crazy, what, in the last, certainly, five to seven years. Maybe you could say 10 to 20, mm-hmm. but not before that. Wow. Yeah, I'm glad he said that. And then I wonder this, with CNN, did they know he was going to answer that way, or were they surprised? I think they were probably surprised. That's my guess. But they're in a pickle because they're trying to have some sort of news credibility, like inching toward that. Mm -hmm. Still not even close to it, but wow, that's really interesting. Uh, The CDC, they've turned the page, no longer recommending universal masking in health facilities. Wow, wasn't it just a couple months back? I mean, we're talking like July, where the word was, well, we might get a little outbreak here. We're going to mask everything, schools. That was Fauci. And all of a sudden... We're in an election season. Yep, no more masking in the health facilities. Mm-hmm. We're only skimming the surface mm-hmm. of what we're going to find out as far as COVID and the vaccines. Oh, I think it's a, that's a rallying point for Republicans, too. We need to control the Senate. We need to tro- control Congress. And we're going to put this guy up there on the stand, and we're going to grill him. Yeah. We're going to drag him over the coals. We're going to make January 7th look like Disneyland. Sixth. Sixth, sorry. Day after, David. seven eight whatever it takes (laughs) that's the thing i mean anymore with voters because for so much of the american public covid is in the rearview mirror you know what i mean oh yeah yeah. it hasn't been a big point as far as votes for an election for a while no but it should be 
But it's part of it, man. Because mm. when you find out how much we got led astray, absolutely, it's <laughs> it's almost sad that we as a country let it happen. But we were in a situation. A lot of us, you you'd never been there before. It wow. it was always like taking your car to someone to find out what's wrong when you understand nothing about cars yeah. and. Whatever they tell you, you're just going to be like, I guess, yeah. until you figured out, wait a second, what they're saying doesn't make sense. Like, yeah, you're... Because this other mechanic said this. Well, see, you got a problem with your catalytic converters, Teespring. You're what? I don't know what the, oh, geez, is that important? It sounds important. What's, what's a Teespring? Well, doesn't there's make any a possibility sense. when you're driving down the road, it may just blow up and right. burst into oh, flames. Oh, boy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, right. everybody was afraid. Yeah. I mean... Everybody was, I mean, I can remember the first time I went to the grocery store and had the mask on and the gloves on. Oh, yeah. And I'm walking you're around the store, in. you're freaking out, you know. Oh, and then sharing a studio. If I did happen to just, like, I could yeah. take a drink of water and, <clears throat> you okay, man? You all right? Well, yeah, I know, but. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine, dude. We had a piece of plastic between oh, yeah. us. So oh, yeah. Couldn't see each other through the thick plastic. Yeah. Well, the new uh, guidance says the updates were made to reflect the high levels of vaccine and infection-induced immunity. They're mentioning that now. Yeah. And the availability of effective treatments and prevention tools. A lot of those were around for a while. Okay, let's move on to Alec Baldwin. David might win a bet. Yeah, well, criminal charges may be on the way for Alec Baldwin after he killed that woman nearly a year ago. Uh, This was on the set of the movie Rust. In New Mexico, they were doing a rehearsal scene in a chapel, and he pulls his uh, revolver, uh, pulled the trigger, shot and killed Helena Hutchins, and injured the director. Now, the uh, Santa Fe District Attorney, Mary Carmack Altweiss, uh, indicated that she could be planning to prosecute Alec Baldwin in connection with him killing that woman. And uh, this, this came in the form of a funding request to the state of New Mexico Saying we need, they said we need like six hundred thousand or so uh, dollars to make sure that we can pay for expert witnesses, ballistics experts, things like that, movie set safety experts on here because we're going to be uh, prosecuting high-profile defendants, and one of those may be Alec Baldwin. She seemed to indicate that there were four possible defendants, and so I, I assume one of them will be Alec Baldwin because it seems like you would be if you're prosecuting that many people you would be including the dude who actually pulled the trigger and killed someone yeah when i'm thinking about a big star was there anyone else in that movie that would be labeled I mean, joel, a big star joel souza the director might have some deep pockets because he's done a lot of things but uh but alec baldwin again i i mean i could totally see in that in that situation multiple people facing criminal charges because uh, there wasn't only one hand on the gun at the time. So there were other people who were responsible for it as well. But at the end of the day, he is the guy who was not, o- not only pulled the trigger, but he was a producer on the set. Yeah. Yep. So he would be, he, he was responsible as a producer for safety on the set. Man. A lot of tentacles to that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the bet is between David and Scott whether or not he would be indicted. And I said he wouldn't be, correct? That's the way I okay. remember it. All right, I'm trying to remember now. I don't remember. Yes, I got, I've got the I mean, list. I'll get back exactly. to the list. I, 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 in my deep, dark soul, I don't think it was an accident. I think he's a stone-cold murderer, and given the chance, he would do it again. 
We did better than that. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Van Cam coming in hot. Yeah. Well, he was pitched uh, the idea to do a whole movie, a Trump movie with him playing Trump. <laughs> yeah. No. Really? No, nah, he shot it down. Okay. <laughs> God, I, why do I do this? Sorry. I I do. I'm sorry. That, that, you know, it was there, okay? I you were couldn't pull the trigger on it. <laughs> yeah. God, no, he could. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> and take a hook out, of, hook out of my mouth. I'll be back in a minute. Oh, did you hear about the new, seriously, British Prime Minister ends the fracking ban? The Climate Act? The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So the new British Prime Minister has ended the fracking ban there. And yeah, the climate activists are not very happy. Saw this at Daily Wire. Um, They're never happy. Well, I mean, Those the energy they, prices in Europe are insane. Oh, uh, well, they're, yes. Listen, if the radical climate change death cult is unhappy, that's a win. That's a win for the world. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. Um, yeah. If they're crying, I, I love their tears. I wish we could replace <laughs> oil and gas products with their tears and run the world as efficiently. The British Prime Minister, Liz Truss, um, started pushing for higher fossil fuel production and established the goal of becoming a net exporter of energy by 2040. So that's the new conservative party there. And saying we are going to get this country moving by cementing our status as the best place in the world to do business. You know, we're putting our money where our mouth is and encouraging businesses to invest, create jobs and grow. But the green activists are losing their minds. They're they're going to poison our rivers and countryside. And this is going to be bringing on more destruction from climate change. Did you see that guy at the uh, tennis tournament who stormed onto the court? Yeah, I and did. Tried to light himself on fire, but as yes. soon as he lit himself on fire, realized how much it hurt. He was on fire? And yeah. Then, yeah, he just lit one of his arms on fire. And there's a great photo that was taken of it where he's sitting there at center court. And he's got one, his right arm's on fire, and he's looking at it like, oh, no, what did I do? <laughs> and so people come, and they put out the fire, and then he just sort of walks away. That's hilarious. Again, when these people are unhappy, you're doing something right. Well, I've heard from different people that are about transitioning over time. But right now, as far as fracking goes... And comparing the United States to other parts of the world, it's so much cleaner. Mm-hmm. And you don't think for a second that China, India, Russia is going to stop using fossil fuels. It's not going to happen. But we're going to be so poor, they'll be overtaken. And there's something to that argument. Good thing we got Kamala Harris in Australia right now. Oh, gosh. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Here we go again. What do you mean? You mean her talking about her trip there and how much it's going to mean she's uh i have it I mean, if you want to hear it i certainly have it i mean i know we're running out of time for this hour but i mean it's fantastic but it is significant that we are here together in tokyo um in that we also share a common goal and bond as it relates are you ready 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, Kamala Harris is in Tokyo. I misspoke earlier. She is meeting with the Australian Prime Minister. Yeah, they've got a bunch of world leaders there. She's not in Australia. She's in Japan. Yes. Well, yeah, David, you mentioned this. This is a big deal. Yeah, well, uh, the former Prime Minister, Shinzo Abe, his funeral is happening and he was murdered, if you remember, earlier this year by a yeah. guy who had a homemade shotgun. And it just killed him in broad daylight in an event. And it's weird that you have such a major figure in the global political stage or on the global political stage. Somebody who has, you know, I know lefties around the world don't like the guy, but this is a guy who has done a lot for his country. Mm-hmm. A lot. And well, yet... The president of the United States can't show up to that? Since the B team? Yeah. Well, and I asked the question, if you go back five years ago and you ask any American, hey, which country, as far as the United States and relationship, is more important, Japan or Ukraine? I think most people would say, well, Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, eh, not so much. I, I okay. think it still is. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't disagree. It's a... It's a it's a big deal, and whether or not you agreed with his policies, and you know, a lot of people are just anti-Abe because they're told they have to be, because CNN runs headlines like, Japan holds controversial state funeral for assassinated leader. Okay. Yeah. Well, to Kamala, so she's meeting with the Australian Prime Minister. Yeah. And then there's, you know, press corps around. Well, yeah, they're going to have some comments. So, to get to the entire clip now... Kamala, in the only way she can, takes, I'd say, 30 seconds to say not much. Uh, But see what the big takeaway from this is. Roll it. But it is significant that we are here together in Tokyo. Um, In that, we also share a common goal and bond as it relates to our dedication to peace and security in the Indo-Pacific and the work that we will continue to do to ensure that we are guided by what we are joined in in terms of uh, international rules and norms around the importance of peace, security, and prosperity for the Indo-Pacific. So I look forward to our conversation. Oh, it's good to see you. Take away, David. Hey, you're right. Uh, spends 30 seconds to say not much. There's a lot of key phrases that she'll go back to. Mm-hmm. Coming off with 30 seconds, th- this is the point. It's um, in that we are- in that is one of them. Mm-hmm. That's where you get a lot of run-on sentences yeah. from Kamala, because she'll end the sentence. In that, the sentence needs yeah. to breathe and then go further. And if the case that the hard work doesn't continue in trying to keep that sentence alive, we need to somehow keep focus, mm-hmm. focus on that sentence to try to expand it even more to accomplish our goals together of keeping the sentence going. In that, if we were to stop the sentence, 
I'm just making crap no, up. Well, no, but that's the way it goes. It's no. like, what? What? Yeah, what is, are you trying to say? The only thing you missed was the work done. The work needs to be yeah. done. We're working on, or work is happening, or we are working on, or whatever. The only work that I know of is keeping the sentence going. <laughs> well, well, you, got, you also have to throw in a couple of in terms ofs. Yes. In there. Oh, that's true, too, David. Good one. All right. We have to construct. We have to have a, a construct a sentence like Kamala contest. <laughs> <laughs> How long do we have? Yeah, would <laughs> be a whole show. I'm just I'm just picturing a weird adaptation of Bob the Builder now. A yes, cartoon yes. show. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh goodness! Yeah, there's always work to be done. Though there's of work course. to be done. Yeah. Well, the work never stops, well, and they will work stopped. tirelessly yes. on keeping the sentences alive. Thank you. The end. Okay. Um, <laughs> Peter Ducey asking the tough questions. Asking Corrine Jean-Pierre, White House Press Secretary, Hey, Jen Psaki said crime. That's that's tough issue for Democrats. Okay. How does she handle that? I think you misrepresent what Jen Psaki said, even though he read what she said. Jen Psaki says that crime is a huge vulnerability for Democrats. Why would she say that? So, you know, um, again, I can't do electoral politics from here, as you know. Uh, but I, I kind of I don't agree with your characterization of what she actually said. Uh, but I'll say this, and I've already, uh, I've already said this already. The past few months, what we've been able to do is create a pretty much I've already said this already yeah that would help in keeping the sentence going create a pretty much clear split screen of what we are doing to deliver for the American people and what Republicans refuse to do hmm. we are making sure that um, that uh, that we have Medicare and Social Security there we and, go. what does that have to do with crime again well I mean I guess if you're a gunshot victim Medicaid yes. could help there you go so, good thinking think about that good one yeah. yes in that you would be wounded. Yes. <laughs> you might. And those wounds right. run deep. Yes. <laughs> in terms make of sure getting that shot. The, pharma, the, the big pharma is, uh, is not uh, upping cost uh, for our seniors. So what eloquent. What the hell is going on? <laughs> what does that have to do with crime? I don't know. <laughs> it's an alternative universe. It's... Listen, man, at the risk of sounding mean, I don't want to, but this is what it feels like to me. It's like that someone gets a solo at a band concert, okay? Maybe they were injured, they had broken fingers, they're just coming back, but it's a nice gesture to let this person have the solo, even though musically it's not very good. But you appreciate because they've come back from something. Right. There's some hurdle that they were able to jump. Yeah, it's the And so everybody's cool with that. It's the football player who blew out his ACL at the beginning of the year and is able to go do like a ceremonial touchdown at the end of a, of the last game. Yes. Or if it's even okay, garbage time, two yards, make the hole open for him. Yeah. Let's all just clap. Okay. That's what Corinne Jean-Pierre seems like to me with this job. That we're all pretending that she really should be there, that she's really good at her job. And it would be okay if you let her out there like twice a year. But it's like this person that really can't play the music right now, they solo every concert <laughs> throughout the entire concert. But it's the same solo. <laughs> yes, and they're not good at it. Yeah. This is pathetic. But, the, 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 but the, when you go back to the question and listen to this answer, 
it's all it's it's a different answer to a different question. The solo is like, <laughs> but you got you got the wrong song for that yes. solo. It's it's crazy. Yes, it's like 1984. David Lee Roth takes the stage and says, "And welcome, Eddie Van Hollen." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a Make a Wish thing. There you go. Okay, I think we got 20 seconds left. Is not uh, upping cost uh, for our seniors, right? And making sure that uh, we give them a little bit of breathing room. And, you know, we have Republicans who want to cut Medicare. They want to sunset Medicare. They want to su- sunset Social Security. You have this GOP he asked about agenda crime. put out by the yes. House. Crime. They want to go after the Inflation Reduction Act, which will have Insanity. an uh, that will actually hurt Americans. I, I I can't wrap my head around. I, I don't know how Ducey does it. Is there where he just steps in and goes? Wait know. a minute! I didn't. That's not what I asked you. I didn't ask you that question. Are, are major cities in America in the grips of a crime wave being, uh, being committed by roving bands of senior citizens <laughs> who are desperate because they can't afford their <laughs> prescriptions? I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm no. not clear on what exactly any of this has to do with the question. Yeah, Maggie, you play hot for teacher. No, no, no. Wrong song. Wrong song. Oh, sorry. Okay, David, you can explain this story. Yeah. Okay. It will take a minute. This is crazy. Yeah. This is wild, man, that the Atlantic is actually doing this. Yeah, the Atlantic published a piece that would have been considered disinformation like two days ago, but there's a world renowned doctor who has cancer, or I'm sorry, he had cancer. He is cancer free right now, thank God. Uh, he's wondering whether or not the COVID vaccine made it worse. Uh, Michel Goldman. He's oh, a, yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, wait till you hear it. Yeah, he, he's a Belgian immunologist and one of Europe's best-known champions of medical research. I mean, this guy, he's not, you know, some basement-dwelling Redditor who's talking about conspiracy theories. I mean, this guy knows what he's talking about. Uh, he was diagnosed with lymphoma last year. A few weeks after the diagnosis in September of last year, he got one of the COVID boosters. I think he got the Pfizer shot. Mm -hmm. Uh, Within a few days, he started feeling worse. He went in for more testing and the cancer had spread rapidly, like in a way that it should not, like, not typical at all. And it even moved to the other side of his body. So he and his brother, who's also a doctor, wondered whether or not it was from the COVID vaccine. So as they explain it, Michelle's cancer was the kind that attacks the body's T cells, which coordinate the immune response to invading pathogens. And the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines rev up those cells uh, to basically mimic what it would be like to get Mm -hmm. the coronavirus. That's this mRNA technology. That's what it does. There's no virus in the vaccine, unlike pretty much every other vaccine. Yes. Known to man. Well said. Uh, Michelle's cancer, though, uh, they think maybe the shots gave such a jolt to the T-cells that they went berserk. In other words, if he already had cancer or was at a higher risk for cancer, then the shots might have made it worse. And exacerbated it. Yeah. Um, And so then in in mid-February, though, Michelle spiked a sudden fever. COVID had finally caught up with him. And he's eligible for a second booster shot, but he's not sure whether or not he should take it. He says, I don't know what I'll do. And this is a guy, he's still not saying, don't take the shot, it'll give you cancer. But And in fact, he was really hesitant to publish anything about this. 
because he was afraid people would take that as, oh, you shouldn't get it. Right. He's just trying to be honest. Right. And so, you know, there's some nuance to all of this in that if you are at a higher risk for certain types of cancer, particularly certain types of lymphoma, this this shot might actually make it worse. And I, I think it's important to put that stuff out, but I think it's remarkable that when you had people... Uh, suggesting this earlier because there is some research to back this up. It's not a lot, but there is some research out there here and there uh, that suggests that this may be the case in, in some situations they get shouted down. You're not allowed to talk about this. I mean, YouTube will, will pull down a video so quickly it'll make your head spin. Yes. So I'm glad the guy actually did it. Yeah. And for the Atlantic, which I don't have much faith in, well, for putting it out there, because they were pretty nuts when it came to the vaccine. Yeah. Well, like, you got to get it. E- even. But didn't the... they call the governor of Georgia like a murderer? Oh, not that wasn't about the vaccine. That was about reopening schools. They said he that was, was it. But it I'm was, just talking about in general yeah, with COVID. It, They're pretty nuts, man. Yeah, and everybody should be vaccinated. Blah blah blah. That was the experiment in human sacrifice. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and even even in this article, the, the the writer says, you know, when Michelle first told me about his cancer and about the paper he'd written about questioning whether or not the vaccine contributed to this or made it worse, uh, he said, or uh, as he writes, I said I couldn't write about it. I was worried that some readers would misinterpret my article and mistakenly see it as a reason to get not get vaccinated. See, to me, that's that's freaking pathetic. If you call yourself a journalist, your job is not to babysit people and hold them by the hand. Thank you. Your job is to tell yes. people what you've found out. And it doesn't make you a conspiracy theorist. And you can even look at it and say, well, this is extremely rare. Yes. But it is a possibility. And people deserve to know that. Absolutely. Yes. You know, every that drug that's story. advertised on TV, there's like 45 seconds of a disclaimer about what can happen to you if you take it. Yes, that's We're true. popping this thing in the arms of everybody like, it's fine, it's good. Oh, and if not, you're the one holding oh, yeah, us back. Oh, yeah, I'm a terrible yeah. person, right? I want people to die. Yes. yes. Oh, my goodness. Um, cat fighting the Republican Party. It's entertaining. You'll want to hear it straight ahead. <laughs> Van Camp and Robin show. Jamie and Martin, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Oh, I wanted to play something for you real quick. Um, apparently, Liz Cheney oh, is going to campaign against Carrie Lake in Arizona. This is the best news Carrie Lake's had for a while. That's what she said. Oh, absolutely. To Maria Bartiromo yeah. on Fox. Um, it seems like anytime we have a clip of Carrie Lake, Scott, you like her more and more. I do. Especially, and I think you'll like this. Well, I know that this is one of your top priorities to clean up the border should you win in November. I want to point out what Liz Cheney uh, has said about you when speaking at this Texas Tribune uh, conference yesterday. She says, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure Carrie Lake is not elected. Uh, your reaction? 
<laughs> like that. Bert Roma just laughed at Liz Cheney. <laughs> that might be the biggest, best gift I've ever received. Absolutely. I mean, the people of Wyoming can't stand her. I, I'm, I'm pretty much sure that the people of Arizona don't like Liz Cheney. Uh, you know, here's the deal, Maria. The Republican Party, the new Republican Party, is the party of we the people. It is no longer the party of warmongers. And mm. so Liz Cheney mm. probably should change her voter registration. Turns out she really is a Democrat after all. Well, let's talk about your agenda. Uh, She said it does include uh, campaigning with the Democrats to make sure that you don't win. Uh Is that a surprise to anybody? Right. Yeah, who cares? By the uh, way, speaking of warmongering, is there a report out, David, that we were talking about earlier off air? Is there any truth to that, or is that rumor, or what is that wild speculation? So here's, here's the story as we know it. The Nord Stream Pipeline which takes gas from Russia into Germany. Uh, And there have been some uh, little hiccups with it. There have been some leaks, some unusual leaks Mm -hmm. in the ocean. Uh, And they think it's consistent with some form of sabotage. And right now, the thinking may be that the United States did it. Who's thinking that? Uh, there are some members of the, uh, or like people associated with EU Parliament who seem to be th- thinking that, again, we we don't know. There's a lot about all of this that is, you know, who knows, this cloak and dagger stuff. But Joe Biden did say that he would blow it up, basically. You remember that? Back in February, he said, yeah, it'll be gone. Nord Stream Pipeline will disappear. How right. would you do that? We have ways. Hmm. If If that is... Again, I don't know if it's true that the U.S. was right. directly involved in that, but if that is true, that is just such a needless escalation when you've got Vladimir Putin talking about throwing nukes around Central Europe. Yeah. And after the uh, interview on 60 Minutes from our Secretary of State, yeah. that didn't give much confidence either. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Biggest story of the day. Would that be it? Uh, that that might be it, wondering what happened to that that, that pipeline. Uh, again, because you don't know. I mean, it could be that the hell, you know, the Russians might have done it too. That's what I've false that, flag. If someone just told you that today, yeah. the first thought would be, well, the Russians did that. Because I don't see what the benefit to the United States would be unless Joe Biden wants to drag us into a war directly right. with Russia in order to try to salvage midterm elections. It was a white nationalist, you know that, right? It was it was <laughs> it was MAGA extremists. That's right. Under the, they had scuba mm. gear with "Make America Great Again" stenciled on it. That's right. Um, <laughs> wait till you hear what the mayor of New York said about flyover country. We'll get to that and the Scott Robbins trifecta next, right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the millennial and the sexy boomer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scott yeah, Robbins. Yeah. Uh, we got the trifecta coming up in a few. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've been doing some research that's for it. No, I appreciate it. Sorry, that, David. I'm laughing. Thank you. Yes. Before we get there, the mayor of New York yeah. 
has spoken. Eric Adams, yeah. He was talking about uh, rebuilding New York's image and whatnot and uh, trying to reclaim the city. And uh, uh, just gave uh, this is what all these liberals really think of everybody else in the country who has the good sense to not live in New York City. <laughs> By what he says here? Yeah. Okay, roll it. We have a brand. New York has a brand. And when people see it, it means something. You know, when we go there, it's not a, Kansas doesn't have a brand. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> when you go there, okay, you're from Kansas. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> but New York has a brand. It has a brand. It says it all. I've, I've, I've got a uh, piece of audio that I can play for you that describes very accurately what New York's brand is. Okay. Police do have a potential suspect in today's shooting of an NYPD officer in Brooklyn. Police have arrested a 15-year-old boy in connection to the murder of a man. Learning more about the man accused of two separate subway stabbings in a 24-hour period. Schools have been dealing with a surge in student violence. Suspect punched a 29-year-old Parks Department employee in the face and took off on a scooter. Police say a man attacked the woman, dragged her into a park, and then sexually abused her. Four people caught on camera robbing a 12-year-old child and his older brother. Surveillance video shows them breaking in and then walking off with whatever they can, including those heavy ATMs. And not just once or twice, but now 42 times in the past six months. Yeah, Kansas has a brand. Come to Kansas and live to see your 16th birthday. There you go. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's pretty well said. There. Gosh, dang. The arrogance, though. Mm -hmm. It is, man. It's so arrogant. You know, and when I say brand. This, said this before, it, not talking about the firefighters there, um, guys that have worked family businesses and neighborhoods, uh, different parts of the police force, but the testosterone-challenged dudes in New York City, those guys that talk about what a tough town New York is. The rest of the country laughs at you, okay, because you're constantly whining like little girls. That's the truth. Yeah. That's the brand. It used to mean something more. <laughs> oh, yeah. But not present day. In gangs in New York, man, that was, you know. It's a, it's a completely different deal now. Mm -hmm. The Warriors, man. Oh, we could talk Warriors all day. That's right. <laughs> Ajax would not survive in the New Yorker today. I mean, as far as the politically correct stuff. I mean, no. physically, yeah, he'd be fine. But I digress. Okay, I suppose we should uh, get Alderman, to your big Alderman three. Ajax. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Are you all ready? Yeah, let's okay, go. Okay, let's go. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Okay. Always helped, by the way, by Scott's hey. top 40 hero. His hero in life. I'm Casey Kasem. Was he here yesterday? Uh, he was, actually. Okay. Okay, good. Well, he had a message. He'll tell you again. Scott. Yes. I miss you. Well, I miss you too, buddy. Good to be back. Yes. I'm ready. Okay. Okay. Three. Uh, number three, uh, you're saying this is the greatest marketing campaign for a movie. Uh, I'm telling you something, man. I had no idea what was going on. 
Um, there's a new movie out. It's called Smile. Maybe you've seen the trailer. Have you guys seen the trailer for this movie? Yeah. It's frightening. I mean, these people, I guess once they get some sort of contagion or something, they smile, like before they kill you. Very creepily. It's very creepily, yes. But that's the gist of the movie. It's getting semi-decent reviews out there. But as part of the marketing campaign, what they're doing is they're buying the seat directly behind home plate at baseball games. Mm-hmm. And there's somebody that sits there for literally 40 minutes without moving and smiles. <laughs> it's wild. That's great. I man. saw clips of it. I know. It, yes, it's, it's so something. bizarre. There was a guy actually at the Yankee game, and, and our buddy John Boy, who breaks these videos down, mm-hmm. broke that one down. And for 40 minutes, this guy sat there in a blue shirt with that weird grin on his face. Yeah. Creepy. And they're doing it on the Today Show, and they mug for the cameras outside the window. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> they had somebody out there doing it, too. Well, they had a lady at a ball game too. Yeah, really creepy looking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But this is this is part of the the thrust of promoting the movie and it's I got to tell you it's 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 brilliant because it's working like crazy. You notice it immediately. And then your question is of course, what is this about? And then you find out it's about this movie. Yeah. I kind of want to see it anyway. I'm kind of I'm surprised you haven't seen it, David. You're a fan of the horror genre. Well, isn't it getting released like Friday? Yes. I thought it was already out there. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. No, right. it came out last week. Yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't seen it. I got two little kids. I don't have Yeah, that's true. Do. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. So aren't they trying to hit the younger audience with yeah. the marketing? Yes. They're doing it at baseball games, you said. Well, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> national TV time, so I suppose. What, and, you know, somebody's Probably gonna, the social media shares. Well, somebody's going to look at it and share yeah. it, and it's going to go all over the place. Yes. Well, and, totally. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Uh, Casey wants to move this on. What, is he busy or something? Yes. Okay. All right. Two. (laughs) Number two. Uh, Remember the uh, fake black lady, Rachel Dolezal? She was the head of the Spokane chapter of the NAACP, was an African-American activist. She was a professor. And then it all came crashing down because, I mean, one reporter with, uh, I mean, clackers the the size of bowling balls uh, asked her, hey, are you really black? And it turned out she wasn't. She was a no. she was a white girl who had been darkening her skin and getting braids and whatnot and, and lying about being black. Mm-hmm. And then she said, well, it's my truth and all that. I mean, it was just this crazy uh, uh, period of time. Well, uh, she's landed on some hard times, and apparently she has an OnlyFans page. Well, this is where you turn, right, when things start to break bad. Uh, yeah, if you were on Twitter at all this morning, you saw the story popping up all over the place. Yeah, I, I saw more than the story. Yeah, why is Rachel Dolezal oh, no. trending? Well, here's the thing. Now, the article I read said, I'm just when you go on the radio today, meaning me and you and everybody else, tell you, warn your listeners not to do this, not to search this out. You don't want to see this. So, uh, but you didn't tell David that before you told him this I story. I knew David no. would head that direction. Uh, but <laughs> nope. uh, Rachel, Dol- she's having, she's has an OnlyFans account, and uh, I don't know if that was on your bingo card or not, David. But if it is, cover the square because you win. Mm-hmm. Rachel Dolezal. Is on OnlyFans. Okay, I haven't Naked. heard this clip in a long time. This is when she was on the Today Show and said uh, that she was black, but not African American. Do you want to venture down this highway? Yeah, I oh, do. Sure. I think was it Savannah back in the day? I believe that was it was this? Savannah. I, yes. Okay, just roll it. Why say that you are in fact a member of the African American community? I think that's the disconnect people still have. 
Well, I, I don't identify as African-American. I identify as black. So I am, I am part of the Pan-African diaspora. And I what definitely feel it? like in the Pan-African diaspora. diaspora. Yeah. Yes. But she's a white chick. Right. You're white. Anyway, but that's not her truth. America, even though race is a social construct, and we've acknowledged this in mm. academia and in science, there still is a line drawn in the sand. There still are sides. Politically, there's a black side and a white side, and I stand unapologetically on the black side. I stand with my own internal sense of self and my own values. I stand with my sons. I stand with my sister. And I also stand uh, there really with the greater cause yeah. of challenging the myth of white supremacy. Okay. All I'm going to say in her defense, yeah, and they're, they're somewhat of a defense. Okay. If she's crazy, which I think most people would say, yeah, she's crazy, right? Because she's clearly white. Then all of the trans stuff and identifying as a woman, they're crazy too. Yeah. Yeah. No. No one can ever really explain how one is different than the other. No, you know what they do every time? Because I've I've brought it up yeah. several times. I'd get hate on it. But usually the hate would be, you just outed yourself of being so stupid to not know the difference. Mm -hmm. But no one will ever explain it. I mean, it's easier to make the argument that race is a social construct than something like, well, your sex. Correct. Because, I mean... Yes. Because you can have, well... Other races in you, in your blood, if you know what I'm saying. But you're either a dude or you're not, unless you're very rare. Yeah. Are you getting scared to say the wrong thing, Scott? Because no, it looks I'm, like you're starting to talk three or four times, then you stop. I'm just waiting for you. My palms are sweating. But Why? Okay. I don't know, because I, I don't know where any of this These are the real conversations I know we start having the these conversations, so I don't know where they end. Now, you bring Rachel Dolez all in here. Well, this no, is where it's going to go. The question I had, though, because David's been going down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Have you seen the picture with uh, the word justice tattooed on her butt? I, I have not seen that. I saw one very revealing photo that makes me wish I, I i envy helen keller right now i'll just say that right wish you could wash your eyes out with something yes. yeah say it again yeah I, I i'm also envious of casey Kasem right now yeah okay yeah. all right i think we're uh moving on right oh. yeah the scott robbins top three of the day the trifecta oh, yeah. And I don't know how you spell Dolazar. Quit texting me. And finally, <laughs> one. Well, I know how, but do you want me to tell you? No, no, okay. don't do it. No. We're saving people from themselves today. <laughs> spelled diaspora. <laughs> I'm out on the spelling bee. On the okay, that's that's her handle on could you, bands. Could you spelled with two S's? In, could you use that in a sentence? <laughs> That's challenging, man. Yeah. Yes. One. Oh, <laughs> uh, some celebrity news here. Uh, Haley Bieber uh, is racist because of her lipstick. You're telling what? Me. That's right. You're absolutely right. There's a new scandal in town, folks. Uh, model Haley Bieber, wife of Justin Bieber, uh, is being accused now of cultural appropriation. Yes. That's she, one of my favorites. She put out a TikTok video. What's her sin? She was applying something called brownie glazed lips. It's a new look. And they say it's another example of cultural appropriation, and they want her to stop it and apologize. 
Okay, what what is it exactly? It makes your lips look brown. Okay. Well, they say that's cultural appropriation, according to Time Magazine, where the article was printed. Oh. Never heard that one before. Mm. Well, aren't they culturally appropriating writing? Because that was done in ancient Egypt, wasn't that where that started? So, <laughs> I suppose so. And yeah. there you have it. Yes, thank you Just very much. asking, man. Casey, good to hear from you and from Scott, I of course, always. You. Your trifecta. Look forward to it. Thank you for the Rachel yeah. Dolezal update. <laughs> well, you know, not every show uh, gives you that. I wouldn't call it that. an update, all right? <laughs> Nothing up about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> David, you can get those prescriptions through the mail now. You don't have to see a doctor. <laughs> okay, you got Nimrods with the news and the news oh, update straight ahead right here. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Uh, Joe Biden, the president of the United States, who said that you, me, everybody who voted for Donald Trump was a, was a semi-fascist, yeah. uh, who is a, an existential threat to the United States of America and our way of life, now wants us all to come together. This is from a speech he delivered today. Oh, we have to remember okay. who in God's name we are. We've kind of forgotten it. We're the United States of America. I've never been more optimistic in my life about our prospects. There is simply nothing, nothing beyond our capacity to get done if we do it together. So God bless you all and pray that we come figure out how to come together better than we have so far. Yeah, okay. Okay. No, I'm not, I'm not interested, uh, you know. <laughs> To, to my fellow countrymen, to my neighbors who are Democrats and think differently than me, I don't care. Like, yeah, let's come together. This With, was a guy who just called me essentially a white supremacist. Yeah, but, but people like Joe Biden? No, screw you. I don't want to reach middle ground with you. Well, it's the old, you know, you're in a relationship that's abusive, you know, verbally abused all the time, and then, oh, come on. You know we love each other. Mm-hmm. It's all good. No. I hit you because I love you so much. (laughs) Sorry, dude. I mean, you went all in with that stuff to rile up the base for the midterms, and that's the price you pay. Oh, we've forgotten. I've never been more optimistic. Because you can't remember. (laughs) You can't remember last week. Enough of that clown. All right, let's get the Nimrods. Roll it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News. We start, well, with this 43-year-old woman in Texas. Christy Henshaw. Goes by the nickname Grumpy. You don't say. <laughs> Last oh, week she... She met up with her husband at the local Goodwill. Uh, they were meeting so Grumpy could give him his truck back. Oh. But that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Instead, Grumpy showed up at Goodwill under the influence. Really? Yeah. Mm. yeah. 
I don't know this, not in the story, but in my mind, I'm imagining Grumpy saying, well, the more I drink, the less grumpy I am. <laughs> I drink for health, your health. Mm-hmm. Who are you judging? <laughs> Who are you judging? Anyway, I refused to give him the truck. Then she threatened to light the truck's gas tank on fire. Oh, oh. gosh, Grumpy. The, the husband was holding the driver's side door open with Grumpy still inside when she pulled an open pocket knife and stabbed him on the left side. Wow. He's going to be okay. Grumpy was arrested and charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. He better never give her the truck again. Wow. Then this is wild, man. It's it's not often. I, you decide who the Nimrod is here. 51-year-old woman in the UK, Amanda Gamo, spent three days in the hospital. Why? Her dog... Well, took a dump on her face while she was sleeping. Oh, dang. Mm. She laid down for a nap with her chihuahua named Belle, and in the middle of it, Belle had a bout of a, apparently explosive diarrhea, according to the story. And part of it, this was in the New York Post, part of it got in her mouth. Oh, God. And so she was violently ah. ill for several hours, started having stomach cramps, severely dehydrated from all the puking. Man. The dog had a stomach bug and passed it to her. Mm. Who's the Nimrod? Ugh. And that's Nimrod's Gee. in the news. Golly.